filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here! For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. We have to breathe, Justin, we have to breathe! Minute by minute. Another cow. Actually, I think that was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good size twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Solid F2 Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting here with me is the TikTok fiend, my wife, Kelly. Why are you saying TikTok fiend? Well, you like TikTok. Um, and you also like to play Two Dots. Yeah, I'm telling Two Dots right now. Yeah. Huh? I know. I, I, I guessed incorrectly as to what you were uh, playing while we waited to start. Well, it's just that you take so long. Hey. A production this good takes time to set up. Yeah, that's that's it. Sure. I'm sorry. Do you not like my production values? I don't give much thought to your production values. That is why you fail. At what? I, don't, I just wanted to throw a Yoda quote in there. So we were missed last week, but we're back. That's your Things, fault. I, I'm aware. Thank you. Right, just things are things are just busy in the evenings right now. We we generally have a recording night that works for us, and last week things got messed up. But we're gonna get back to it and have a couple episodes here to discuss the movie Twister, and we are on minute ninety three, and we'll have uh, we'll close with a little trivia at the end and anything else that wants to be mentioned, like the. Uh, Wacky middle end of April weather we're having here in Pennsylvania with a lot of snow. Not for us, thankfully. Yeah. Well, I saw hail today. A hail. It was sleeting this morning. Mm-hmm. So are we going to mention that I paid my my what I owed Amy? Oh, go ahead. I bought her the rum chata as I said I would. I delivered it. Uh, I guess it was a good ten days ago now when I visited her house. I do have photo of. Me handing it to her. Thank you to nine-year-old Natalie for photographing the exchange. Of alcohol. Yes. It wasn't open. We weren't drinking it. I was just handing her the bottle. Mm. I like when Natalie takes pictures. She also smiles like she's in the picture while taking the picture. And she also does the thing there. You take a whole bunch of them rapid fire. Mm -hmm. She doesn't hold the button down. But yeah. she takes them to make sure that no one's blinging. So she's she's turning she into a little photog. Yeah, she she's she's okay. She's good. I bet she would love to be able to take pictures with the DSLR, but yeah, I, she's not allowed to touch. No, that. she's not allowed to touch that yet. Uh, speaking of uh, being delayed and thanking people or showing uh, that you pay your debts mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. in podcast bets to your sister, uh, I, I do want to thank um, 
the Twister Fanatics on Instagram and and TikTok. Uh, Zoe, the Zonado. She. Uh, oh, that's a cool name. I know, right? Isn't this awesome? I I bought some of her Wakita sign stickers. Yeah, I, they're pretty cool. I gave one to you. Uh, I bought I bought three or four of them. I think it was four of them, and she included a a cool little bonus Twister card from Donruss in the mid nineties, and uh, had a cool. Uh, envelope with a quote from jonas and some some twister um museum and anniversary stickers on the envelope and and, and a note about the next meetup i kelly and i would love to go to the uh, twister museum in wakita i uh, don't think that'll be happening this year but i would say it's definitely on on the list of things we would like to do in the future i do kind of think that might have to wait until we don't have children that, living here anymore right because... that require a lot of time, money, and attention. Well, I just think they wouldn't enjoy it as much as we do. So right. It's not like our I, taking our them to choice. Oklahoma. I don't think would be at the top of no. the top of their vacation. But list. someday they will be on their own, and you and I will travel just the two of us again, and that can be one of our destinations. Sure, I, I would love that. I think it would be a lot of fun. Well, we to said stop we there. wanted to make like a road trip across the right. US, Hit up be. some like national parks and cool museums and things like that. Yeah. I would love to do that. And, and a stop at Wakita sounds like it needs to be on there because I want to hit up the Twister Museum. Would you do a road trip though? Because you get very angry very easily in traffic. While I, driving. I yeah. Well. I don't know. I guess I was hoping that a road trip like that planned out properly would would lessen the burden and the angst and the frustration. Uh, we could avoid cities and do a little bit more scenic. You know, I mean, this is we're talking, you know, decade plus down the road. So this I know I just don't think you're going to like mellow at all. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you were there this weekend in Philly. You uh, no, that was not good. We're not pleasant. I mean, the Harry Potter exhibition and Franklin Institute and the Liberty Bell. We're, we're good, but the traffic and city urban planning is, is not good. Mm. I don't know how many, I mean, if we're hitting national parks, no, those aren't really located like in city or urban areas. Well, we could, I wasn't going to do exclusively national parks. I mean, I don't like to camp, so like I don't want to do anything that requires me to sleep outside. All right, we're going to definitely have to think this through a little bit more, but uh, we appreciate everyone's patience with us as we s- skip a week, but we'll get All back here. All two of you to, have to wait <laughs> to, an extra week. To talk about Minute 93 of Twister, so why don't we take a listen to that right now. They have to be there somewhere. Okay, path is stable. Copy that. Ben, this is it. This is the one. Stay sharp back there. They have position. They could make it. Not unless they anchor the pack. Jonas, this is Joe. Can you hear me? Not now, Harding. Jonas, listen to me. The pack is too light. The twister will toss it before it reaches the core. You have to anchor it. Oh, sharing valuable information, Joe. Okay, I'll consider that. Thank you. Jonas, listen to me. Don't be an... What? Can you see them? Jonas, what's your position? Oh, howdy, Bill. We are heading northeast, running parallel, and about to pull ahead of it on the left. Why? Hang back a minute. We got a pretty good view from back here. She can shift her track. So there it is, minute 93 of Twister. And we see the disappointment of bill and joe as they see jonas is about to intercept the massive massive tornado but 
all is not well with no. Jonas's track. No, but I do want to point out that, um, you know, you have to realize on that moment that Bill and Joe's, the point of everything was public safety. And they made a decision in that moment that it's more important it didn't for matter who right. got the data. It mattered that that advancement scientifically, technologically was made. And they decided to try to, you know, get Jonas to. to right. They extended the olive branch to say, hey, for the betterment of society and science, you need to weigh down the sensor, mm-hmm. the device, or it's just going to be tossed around, which I, I think we've talked about before. I feel like that was obvious. That should have been obvious before when this was being made, that that those little things, I mean, maybe they weigh a few hundred pounds. I mean, they need two people to carry it. But even that, I mean, when you think about the the force from a tornado, tornadic winds, it's yeah. going to, I mean, it's throwing a tanker around in the movie. What do you think it's going to do to a little um, device like Dot or Dorothy? So... Um, we start to see the ignorance and pompousness of Jonas here at the end of this minute. And uh, they're about to experience tragedy. Uh, that's where we're at here at minute 93. Uh, again, as always, lighting is a bit little, uh, <laughs> a little interesting, <laughs> especially on, assume the yeah, at every moment, at everything about the lighting is, is off. So, so tough and difficult. That's definitely something I would love to see them improve on if they ever would make reboot it or make a sequel or anything. But I, I do like, uh, I think it's about ha- halfway through the minute, the um, CGI of the tornado where you see uh, Jonas's truck or van, whatever it is, trailer mm-hmm. driving by. I think it looks pretty good for yeah, being 25 right here like that. You see it. Yeah. In this shot, I think it looks pretty good. And then you'll see it a bit, a little bit later when Jonas is, uh, and uh, what's the driver's name again? Eddie. Eddie. Um, Rest in peace, Eddie. Yeah, RIP. Just about, just about gone. But the CGI, I think, looks pretty good. I think it holds up being now decade and a half, even more. We're, we're closing in on the 26th anniversary now. I, I think, I think this, uh, this aspect of it, this part, holds up. I don't think it looks, looks cheap. I still think it, it looks good. No, other than they're squinting in the sunlight. Right, yeah, I mean, but again, that has nothing to do with the CGI of the tornado. Like, right here, like, I think that looks pretty good. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't think that's a bad I shot. I think the twister itself looks good. I still think, that, like, the little pieces of debris a little bit farther out from, like, the cone itself look a little... You know, that's funny because I was actually thinking the opposite that I feel like the debris field looks a little bit more realistic than the tornado itself. The tornado looks like uh, someone bumped up the luminance and it's very smooth. Mm. Like I feel like there should be more color variations or even some gaps. But it, it, the, also, um, the shot that I have us pause on here, which is a second before the minute is up, it's not a wide shot. We're not even seeing the whole tornado, which they've already established is more than a mile wide. But... Overall, I still think I still think it looks good. Well, except for the debris. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, uh, anything else for from you for minute ninety three? Uh, anything else yeah. you wanted to point out? I have a I have a bone to pick with Jonas. With Jonas, okay. Yeah, he just calls his 
team men. There's a there's very clearly a female scientist in that group. I didn't even I didn't even hear him say that. You How far into it? You're a man. You don't notice things like this. But at the very beginning. Oh, it's at the beginning. Yeah, when he says like, right there. See that? That's a girl in the purple hat. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, the quotes here in the beginning. You said. Oh, right there. And you think that's that's a, a female scientist right there yeah. with the purple hat? Yeah. Men, prepare to monitor. How about scientists, colleagues, team? Well, I guess I think, I, I feel like his his choice there is the same way that I always, I, I'll say guys. Mm. But like when I say guys, I'm not like, I'm not meaning to gender it. It's just like a group of people. I like to say that to everyone, mm. and I I catch myself all the time when it's when it's mixed. But I just like I, it's it's like it's just a habit that I that I, I've always done that. I don't ever go men. Mm. Hmm. Is that all you got for me? Hmm? I just think you don't notice these things until it matters to you. And having been a female scientist in a group of colleagues mostly men in a lab um and then having worked in the field with mostly men for a large part of my professional life you start to notice the the words people use to address you i i mean i can't really speak for for this made-up character but there's no intent to diminish anyone by saying what i say i'm not saying there is I'm just saying it's convenient to live a life where you don't have to know. You don't have to pay attention to it because it won't ever affect you. But wouldn't that imply intent to talk down by that mattering? Like, like it's I'm a legitimate question. Like, I, I, I guess I just, it, it's hard for, for me from my vantage point to to wrap my head around what slight is coming from that. That you don't have to acknowledge the female contribution to the group. I'm not saying you in your speech. I'm just saying a lot of that speech in the scientific world is gendered. And it doesn't matter to the people who fall within that gender category, but it, it, demeans the people who are outside of that gender category who are con- contributing to the scientific world but aren't getting captured in the language that's used. I guess when it when it's being used, like when I use it as like a call to attention, it's essentially the only time I ever do that is just to say, hey, you know, eyes up, everyone look at me. And, and obviously I'm a, co- a coach, a football coach, and – 99.99% of the people that I've coached have been male. Have you ever coached a girl? There, we, had a, we had a female kicker, um, I think actually twice with us, but I believe she ended up then going to play soccer instead of mm-hmm. kick for us. So she, she, we had two, I think it was two females over the course of my decade plus of coaching now, uh, practice with us a few times, but they always ended up playing mm-hmm. soccer and not st- sticking around and, and kicking. Yeah. Um, 
That's so fine. I'm obviously used to addressing a large group of boys, you know, because they're they're middle school kids. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's a tough habit for me to break. And generally, I catch myself, and sometimes Will or won't correct or add on the, you know, gals, guys and gals I type of thing. I guess I don't really find but guys to be a very gender. I term. never say men. Like I never go men. You know, that's not. Yeah, because I say "Hey guys," meaning. But that's what hey I, friends, that's hey pal. that's what I'm saying. Like, right, when I I'm say, saying that people who use other language to address groups of people, it's frustrating. And, and I don't want to be called "hello, ladies" or "girls" either. That's not better. But can we just find like a neutral, like a like a chaotic use, neutral. Use yins. yins. Hey, <laughs> I yins. knew you were going to say that. No, I. But I always that is true chaotic neutral. Right there. <laughs> I always if if it relates to praise or or the opposite of discipline, I I tend to get more specific. Like I never, especially when it comes to praise. But again, I coach middle school boys, so I don't run into that all that all that often. Mm. Um, more so, I would do more so at work because we have students that both boys and girls that uh, now I'm have to address. That song from Robin Hood, where men, where men, men in tight, tight, tight tights. tights. Also, a Cariels movie. Cariels. What are you saying? I'm just trying to sh- say his name as many different ways as possible. All right, like cucumber. <laughs> Cumberbitch. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. But you knew who I was talking about. I did. I did. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I always forget where we are at now. It's been two weeks since we did the trivia. So if I said this one already, I apologize. Did we talk about... Yeah, we talked about the Blue Tulip. That's the name of his production company. That's what the Roadside Cafe was called. I think we did that one. Yep. Uh, I, I, then I think this is where we're picking up. So several incidents during filming made... The papers, I assume they mean local newspapers where they were filming, such as an altercation where director Jan DeBont had supposedly pushed a crew member into the mud. DeBont later explained that they were filming a particularly difficult scene, one that involved actors doing physical and dangerous performances with lots of wind and objects lying around. He suddenly noticed the crew member walking towards the front of the camera, so he dashed towards the man and pulled him away just in time to save the shot. There are also reports of friction between DeBont and the original director of photography, veteran Don Burgess, which led to Burgess and 20 other disgruntled crew members walking out a few weeks into shooting. DeBont, who is a former director of photography, had to operate the camera himself until Burgess was replaced by Jack N. Green. I think we've heard other stories about DeBont not always being, kind of having a prickly personality. He's a prickly, what did they say, Sheriff Kelly? I'm a pokey cowpoke. Pokey cowpoke. <laughs> yeah, he's a prickly cowpoke. He he must have never blossomed the flower on his nose though. No, that's not. Never got there, huh? And that's what people listen to this show for: our children, <laughs> our allusions to children television, child's television. That, uh, that was a good one. It was on too short amount of time, and our children grew out of it. Even if it was still on, and we wouldn't still be watching it, but. And that is Sheriff Callie. That's. Yeah. Uh, early in the film, during a storm chase, the chasers quote dialogue from Repo Man to each other over the radio. Maybe we did do these. These some of these are coming back, or, or they're written in here twice. Um, uh, yeah, we did do, did do that one. 
You didn't study this ahead of time. Oh, here we go. I, I We haven't done this one because this one is good. In the Spanish dub... <laughs> we haven't done anything good yet. In the Spanish dub, Billy's nickname, The Extreme, was tra- translated as El Maximo. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. Um... It can be seen, a funnel cloud on the left side of the bridge, another funnel cloud to the right of the bridge. Neither Joe nor Bill acknowledge that there are two funnel clouds until the one on the left splits off seconds later into two. Then Bill says, okay, we got sisters. Yeah, I think, I don't know if we touched on that, but we noticed that there was already two in the shot, and then there ends up being three. But they don't talk about the original two. They only worry about the one that splits into two. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I have heartburn. No, that's not good. All right, last one here for tonight. Early on, Bill calls Jonas a nightcrawler. Paxson would go to co-star with Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler, though in this film the remark refers to Jonas's competence as a storm chaser, where in Nightcrawler, the movie, it means an independent or stringer camera person capturing bloody footage for news stations. Wait, who was in that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal? Bill Paxton. Oh, I thought that came out after he passed away. It came out in 2014. Uh, when did he die? 15? 15, oh, no. 15 or 16? That, I guess I thought that was more recent. I haven't seen that movie, but I know that was one of those movies that, like, you read about the actor, like, going above and beyond to, like, physically fit the part. Yeah. I read about Jake Gyllenhaal going above and beyond. I think that's part of why I'm not a movie star. I just don't care enough to, like, have to physically... Alter your appearance to fulfill a role? Yeah, you can hire me for a film if you need a middle-aged chubby mom. And that is the only part that I will play. Mm. Um, And I'm quite happy with that, so don't ask me to change. It's insulting. That's absurd. You could fill many other roles. But let me say that that is the only reason I'm not a movie star. Oh, I, I, I'm 100% in your corner. The only that, reason. Absolutely. Nothing else could possibly have anything to do with why I'm not a movie star now. For sure. Nothing. Mm-mm. All right. I think that's it for minute 93 of Twister. So we'll... Conclude this episode of the Solid F2 podcast, and we'll be back again real soon with Minute 94. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 podcast, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister. That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SolidF2Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more. Two, two, two.